Welcome back. Derek Hansen with you here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. We've, uh, since this morning, and we'll be doing it again tomorrow, you probably have heard the promos. We have been uh, doing a lot of the Radiothon, the Cares for Kids. And if you do want to donate, you can still do that. The uh, phone lines are shut down. If you want to wait till tomorrow, if you're on the road right now, 478-KIDS for tomorrow when we have the uh, Cares for Kids uh, donation. You can do it online. Though. If you go to kfgo.com and click down on the banner, you can still uh, take advantage of uh, helping out a lot of people. And, and I, I don't think there's any doubt. When you think about what the uh, Sanford... Children's Clinic has uh, done, the Children's Hospital has done, it is amazing. It really is. So I, I just wanted to mention that because I think for a lot of people, once we uh, finish up the shows, maybe you didn't realize, hey, you can keep on, you know, you can, you can still give and still donate if you want because it, it, is, it really does make a difference year-round for so many people out there. And I think for, you know, a lot of people... It hits home for so many folks because you may have a a daughter, you may have a son that, you know, is healthy. And then you think about being a parent, how much you love your kids and what you do anything for them. And if they're hurting, if, you know, if they're going through something emotional or whatever it might be, I think for a lot of people, you trade places for with them in a heartbeat. And, And that really is true. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that. That's the way you feel. Now, I don't have children of my own. For a lot of people, you know, that have two uh, kids that have really been in my lives for a very long time. And so hearing stuff like this and I just I, I can't get over it. I mean, and I, I was tearing up today and I'm going to play back one of the vignettes that I heard today. And there's so many that just really hit home with uh, for so many people out there. And uh, to, to just kind of get ready. I'm warning you right now, you're going to want to get Kleenex for it because it's it's uh it, it is a happy ending. I will tell you that. It's a happy ending. That's the good news about it. But it is uh, really, it just the roller coaster of it really does hit home. Also today when this was uh, taking place, I really found it uh, interesting that many of the kids, when they talked about just being a normal kid and being able to play and stuff like that, it was really important for them to have Cully's Cabin. So our next guest, and you know, I haven't talked to him all that much. I've been trying to kind of... Uh, not bother him after he announces retirement. I mean, one of the first things I want to do is, hey, get up, get get on the show. And I, heck, I'd have liked him to <laughs> announce it on my show that he's actually retiring. I think his uh, what video tweet probably was a little bit more effective for what he wanted to do. That is for sure. But uh, the, when I, when I thought of uh, Cully's cabin. Uh, getting brought up over and over again, I certainly thought I'll reach out to Matt and see if he does want to talk about it and and helping out and giving to this great cause. Again, you can go to kfjo.com and give online if you go to the banner there, the uh, 20th Annual Cares for Kids Radiothon banner. Our good friends from uh, Y94 and Froggy99.9 have been doing such a great job over the years with it, uh, going back 20 years. But it, So we're really honored to be a part of it. And uh, so I thought I'd bring Matt on because his name did get brought up quite a bit because he and his wife Bridget have done such a good job. And for once, we're not going to talk a lot of hockey because, well, he's retired. And I guess, uh, Matt, thanks so much for being with us. But, you know, what's retired life like right now? Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's a lot different, man. What a, it's a huge lifestyle change in every way. But it's uh, it's been good. I've really enjoyed being home 
Um, I'd like to see the sun every once in a while, but that's not in the cards for a little bit, I guess. But <laughs> yes. Other than that, it's been awesome. I mean, uh, I've been with the kids a lot. You know, I've just been able to do a lot of things that I haven't been able to do over the last 22 years. And so I, I've been enjoying it a lot, out in the backyard rink with the kids and uh, helping coach some of the hockey. And um, So, no, it's been good. It's It's been great being home. And before we get to the reason I called you, because you came to mind because I heard about uh, Collie's Cabin so much, what's the adjustment been like for the boys? Because, you know, they're very uh, much a part of everything that you did. You know, pretty lucky kids, and no doubt the Penguins, uh, they embrace them as well. Yeah, I mean, I think they miss some of it. You know, I think they miss going to the games and being in the locker room and around the guys and um, everything that comes with it. They, They seem to really enjoy it, and it was fun for me. Um, and I know for them too, but just having them at an age where they really appreciate it and they enjoyed it and, you know, they're just really into hockey. So it was cool for them being around all of that. But, um, I know they're really happy to be home. They've, you know, over the summers being here, um, they've developed a lot of good buddies. And I think just knowing that we were always going to settle here, they were just kind of waiting to get back home. And so now I think they're happy to finally be able to kind of put their feet down and plant some roots and, they're heavy into their hockey in school, and uh, so it's uh, it's been awesome to see them kind of settle in. Of course, they'll be you know on their own skates. I'm sure too. This is the time. Uh, listen, my sister and brother in law they've been going through the uh, traveling all over with girls hockey. So that, that's your next what 18 some years, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty well, pretty well locked in for the next little while. But it's really fun. I enjoy it, and actually, it's super cool being back here in Minnesota kind of getting back into the Minnesota youth hockey. That's what I grew up playing. And, you know, it's fun being on the other side and watching the boys go through it and play in their tournaments and do everything that I did when I grew up. So it's been actually really cool being on the other side watching them. One last hockey thing I want to ask you before we get to the reason I called you is, boy, this week off, I'm jonesing for NHL hockey, man. These eight days off for, you know, the Wild and all the – so many – just it's it's weird to have like a bye week now. Did you enjoy that? Because it's been, what, the past couple of years they've done this now? Yeah, it, you know, I think it's a really good idea. It's such a long season for these guys and the amount of travel that goes into it and just the toll it takes, you know, not so much on your body, but just mentally every day being in the practice or game grind and travel. And, you know, I think it's really good. And I think, I think it really improves the quality of the game coming down the, the end of the season, you know, like coming out of the break, it's a little sloppy you guys getting back into it and it's tough getting back into shape for some guys. But for the most part, I think it's really good. Um, I know it's really good for the players. Obviously fans miss it, but you know, like it just to get a step away for, for a week and just rest your brain and rest your body and then come back rejuvenated for the second half. It's a really good idea. And like, I know as a player, I loved it. I thought it was such a cool idea. And um, so, you know, I, I know, you know, it's kind of funny having no hockey for a week, but I think it's really good for the players. Yeah. See, I'm just that fan who wants you guys to work all the time. See, this is how I am. Exactly, yeah. It's like people, whenever I take a day off on radio, where were you? I'm like, I get to have vacation days, too. Come on. Uh, Exactly. Matt Cullen with us, uh, former NHL star, former Moorhead Spud. And uh, the reason I called you, I heard many of the kids in these vignettes that we played today just talking about uh, Cully's Cabin. And I think – you know, hearing that, I thought of you right away. I've known you and Bridget for such a long time. That's got to be re- rewarding, knowing what a difference that is making, which you guys have donated, the time that you put into it, the effort that you put into it. We've had Cares for Kids, the Radiothon, going on through tomorrow. I'll get you the details how, how everyone can donate, the listeners can donate. But uh, just talk about that. I mean, it's got to be really rewarding. You know, it really is. It's one of the things that we're most proud of that, you know, our foundation has been able to do. But 
um, it just puts a really big smile on my face when I hear those stories that, you know, we can help a little bit with the kids that are going through. And you've been talking about it all day. So it's, you know, it's some pretty intense stuff. And it's, it's not fair that those kids have to go through it. So it's, you know, it's just really nice that they appreciate it and really enjoy it. And it's nice that they can get a step away from, you know, just get away from what they're going through for just a minute, you know, and spend some time with their buddies. And um, we've been up a couple of times and it's just so fun to see, you know, the kids enjoying it and just having a chance to be a kid, you know, instead of being stuck in a hospital room uh, 24-7, they can get away and have some fun and, you know, uh, smile and play and whatever, you know. So we're, we're just thrilled with it, and, you know, the, the, the people that staff that room that spend the time with the kids and put their time in to make it fun for the kids. They're just awesome people. So it's uh, it's it's been probably better than I ever would have imagined. <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that because – I went up there before the hospital opened, right before everything got going. They gave us a tour, and I, I yeah. saw it come. You know what it was going to be, and I was just like, "Oh man!" I mean, Matt and Bridget, great job. And then, then to hear the stories, I just it, it really is so heartwarming. And what hit me today, and it just gives me goosebumps to even think about as I'm trying to get it off my lips now. This uh, these parents said, "You know, our son can't go to the McDonald's Playland, right?" Because there's so many germs in that. So to be able to go what you've been able to put in there, I mean, that means everything. Because you're right. I mean, these kids should be able to be kids like everyone else, for crying out loud, and play like everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so true. And, you know, like some of them have been there up there for quite a long time. And, uh, man, to be able to go sit in there and play video games for a while or go do homework or go have a meal with their family. or um, We met an awesome young boy yesterday. And... uh, you know, his whole hockey team came up and had pizza with him after a game one night. You know, he was smiling, telling the story, and I just, like, it makes me so happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, these, like I said, these kids, they don't deserve to get what they get, and um, it's a, it's really a tough, sad deal. But, you know, to be able to let them be kids and give them an opportunity to just go hang out and do what they want to do, uh, it's awesome. And uh, so we're, we're, like, we're super proud of it, but, I mean, we're just, it's cool to be able to, to be a part of it, even just to see them being able to be kids, you know? You know, Matt, to one thing that stuck out for me, too, because I think when we think about this, it's always like sick kids, right? You think of leukemia and, and cancer and all these different things. But, boy, it can just be a kid who's been severely hurt, too, right, that just can't do n- normal yeah. things. I mean, a car accident yeah. like that. That I guess I, I was kind of dumbfounded. I just didn't realize that till I heard so many vignettes today. Yeah, and, you know, and even, even siblings, you know, when they come up, I mean, uh, they end up spending a lot of time in the hospital, too, but. I think, too, like just the idea of a family being able to spend some time and, and be a family a little bit instead of being, you know, crammed into a hotel room trying to make conversation. You know, you got a place where you can go watch a movie or you can go play games or whatever, have a family dinner um, together, you know, and things like that that kind of allow families to bring a little bit of normalcy into their lives when everything's flipped upside down. It's, um, you know, it's pretty cool that they have a space they can do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, Matt, thank you so much. I, I want to thank you and Bridget again. I think I speak for the whole community to, to hear all those kids talk about what Cully's Cabin me- means to them up there. And as we're going through the uh, Cares for Kids Radiothon, I thought of you <laughs> and I thought, you know, I haven't talked to Matt since he retired. We'll talk about Kill Two Birds with One Stone, talk about a good cause, and also talk about how life uh, after hockey is treating you. So thanks so much for being with us. I really appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great talking to you. And put a smile on my face here and that. Uh, and those kids tell those stories. So that's great. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. You bet. I'll probably see you around these Moorhead arenas here as we cross and pass. I'm guessing. For sure. <laughs> I'm, cha- For sure. I'm chasing nieces. You're chasing your uh, boys. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. Take care, man. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yeah. 
Matt Cullen with us here on the Mighty 790 KFGO Couch Potato Radio. And uh, really what he has been able to do, he and his wife Bridget with everything, has just been uh, amazing. So uh, just uh, really can't thank him enough. Uh, he and his family, the fundraisers that he's done over the years. Uh, and the Cully's Cabin is such a big deal, as you may have heard throughout the day today. I want to play this, and I just want you to get ready for it. it, it it's a powerful, and there's so many these vignettes that we played today that are very, very powerful. And this one really hit me, and, you know, just kind of think about this. Again, We the phone lines uh, aren't open right now. They will be tomorrow morning again. But uh, this one really hit me. It was Phoenix, and... I'll just tell you it's a happy ending. Maybe that will help you if you're driving right now and you don't want to tear up or whatever. But as I was board hopping, uh, It Takes Two with uh, Amy and JJ today, I had a tough time holding anything back. And to be quite frank, I didn't. It was that powerful. So here's a a little vignette of uh, talking about Phoenix, Cares for Kids, Radiothon. More to come here. Ben Holden's going to join us to lighten things up a little bit again with uh, talking NCHC and UND hockey from CBS Sports. Now we'll also talk a little Bison Wrestling Company. Pierre on Couch Potato Radio, KFGO. Like while we were in the hospital, it, we had been talking a lot about his name. We're super Harry Potter nerds. And so my wife had always been fond of the name Phoenix. When we settled on Phoenix Harrison, my biggest concern with naming him Phoenix was that it would be like a bad omen. You know, we had no idea sort of what was going to come. He had some issues breastfeeding and uh, ended up getting dehydrated. We took him to the hospital in Minot and they did some lab draws on him because they were concerned uh, about how much weight he had lost. And they noticed a, an unusual lab result. He seemed to be fine at the time, uh, but they were concerned enough about it that they decided to medically evacuate him to Fargo. At the time that we left, the evacuation was really just a precaution. Nobody really thought that this was a, a big deal. It got very serious very fast. I, I can't say enough things, you know, about how quickly everybody responded and how amazingly they all performed their jobs. Like, you know, got him stabilized and uh, rushed him down to imaging, and they eventually came and told us that uh, they saw that he had developed uh, clots all throughout the area between his uh, skull and his brain. Nothing like any anybody had ever seen before. So they wanted to quickly take him to do an MRI. And between the time, the five minutes between when they did the CT scan and they did the MRI, all the clots had grown in his brain and the, the blood flow had completely stopped. It's an extremely uncommon situation with a nine-day-old child. Uh, like what they're supposed to do in that situation is just make the child comfortable and allow him to die. There's just nothing to do. That's when they they had taken us into a little room and they told us he wasn't going to make it. It's the worst thing a parent could ever hear. Like, it was the worst moment of my life. that given what he does as a neurosurgeon, it just didn't sit well with him with such a young child to just allow him to die without at least attempting something. He said there is no precedent for any kind of procedure to perform in this case, uh, but that, you know, he regularly does a procedure with adults. They go in through a vein in their groin and insert a catheter and, and clot busting medication to break up the clot and restore the blood flow. But 
never in a, in a situation with such a young child. He said that if we were willing with an understanding that he, it was almost an absolute certainty that he would die during the procedure rather than sit and wait and just watch him and comfort him until he died. If we would prefer, he would at least attempt to try and break up the clots. He called it a MacGyver move. Yes. Like, I'm going to just try it. It's probably not going to work. Say goodbye before he goes in, but we're going to at least try. Pretty much immediately started prepping him uh, for surgery and took us to a, a small hallway outside of the operating room and they, they had us spend about five minutes telling our son goodbye. He told us it would be the last time we see him alive. But they let us hold him and sing to him and give him kisses and just as long as we needed to and then eventually, you know, it was time. I just say, man, this kid is so strong. He is such a fighter. Like, I'm not going to give up. The doctors aren't giving up. Like, we're not giving up. Like, we're going to believe that this kid is going to live. We're going to believe that you make it through this. And that's when we started just, just really praying and like harder than ever and just believing that he was going to make it. We thought no matter what, like even if he doesn't make it, we're going to believe that he was so strong and like he was fighting his hardest, you know, and we just needed to be there with him in spirit. After a few hours, like uh, he, he stabilized at least for the time being. They said that, you know, they weren't sure if he would ever, if he would develop a bleed or if the blood flow would stop again and, you know, that wasn't the kind of procedure they could perform twice. We were just so scared like when he went back in that, you know, it'd be bad news or that it was just, you know, a temporary fix. Dr. Drofa comes out and, you know, shows us these pictures and he says, this is today, like, of all the areas where the blood is now flowing throughout his brain and, like, it looks totally normal. Basically, he's telling us he's gonna live. It's just so amazing, like, given his name, he would just rise from the ashes like that. I mean, no, you can't not be closer to death than he was. that my son's clots are 100% gone now. No clots, no nothing. We just had this whole flash of our life together of like all the joy he was going to bring me like all of one moment. They're like the luckiest parents in the whole world and we love him so much. We're really thankful to our parents and our friends and you know, like we said, the doctors and nurses, everyone. February, we saw Dr. Drofa and tried to, I don't know what I could ever say to him. You know what I mean? He saved my, my kid's life. We even thought of changing the baby's like middle name to Drofa because we love Dr. Drofa and his team so much. But Dr. Drofa had told us that that day that he operated on him was actually Dr. Drofa's birthday. And it was the craziest birthday that he's ever had, you know, like because it was so such bad news and then such good news all at once. So we thought like because that was like the day that he ended up surviving like that's you know to us like his rebirth day so like every year from now on we'll celebrate that as his rebirth day and kind of like as a tribute also to Dr. Drofa and his team like because our son is silly Harry Potter stuff but to us like he's like the boy who lived it's just it's amazing everything that happened we both feel just so lucky just have this opportunity like to be parents to him and we know that he's destined for great things oh there he is (laughs) 
I mean, that is some touching stuff there, and uh, that just hit me hard today. <laughs> I was I was sobbing in here in the studio uh, hearing that story, but a happy ending story, because to be quite frank, some of them aren't. But uh, boy, what this money does for so many of these families who are uh, seeing with sick or injured kids, it's quite amazing. So after we chat with Matt Collin there, I thought we should maybe talk about that. The Sanford, uh, looking at the Cares for Kids Radiothon, the 20th annual at our website at kfgo.com you can click on that uh, little banner if you would like to donate uh, if you're on the road right now and can't get to the website or whatever feel free to call us tomorrow morning starting with the kfgo morning crew at uh, 478 kids and that's how you can donate to cares for kids the radiothon that our good friends are at 194 frog year doing along with us proud to be a part of it this year here in the mighty 790 kfgo Derek Hansen with you couch potato radio